Welcome to the divine service of corporate confession and individual absolution this New Year's Eve. A few brief instructions. Uh, Pastor Gelbach will be distributing absolutions individually at this altar. Come down the side aisle, starting with the front pew. I will be distributing the absolution from the pulpit side. Again, starting in the front pew, Jacob, uh, first, and then returning through the center aisle. Pastor Christensen will be absolving those who sit in the choir area and or the last pews uh, of the church uh, if there is um, time to do so. I also wanted to let you know that um, Kathy May had a undiscovered water issue for some time leaking in her condominium here in Sussex, and she needs to vacate the premises and remove a lot of belongings uh, and needs some help tomorrow. If any of you have availability after the 9.30 service tomorrow to give your assistance to her, um, she can tell you what she would need. You could speak to her after the service this evening. We begin with hymn 616.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I will go to the altar of God. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Beloved in the Lord, the Catechism teaches us that our lives as baptized children of God are to be characterized by daily contrition and repentance wherein the old Adam is drowned and the new man arises by the strength of Christ's forgiveness to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Since this is the daily life of the baptized child of God, how much more is it appropriate as we bid farewell to the year past and look forward to the year ahead? Contrition is sorrow that God works in our hearts because of our sin. When we, as Christians, love God and offend against the Ten Commandments, our consciences are pricked with godly sorrow for the good that we failed to do or for the evil that we participated in. This is so because we as Christians are sinning against the desires of the new man. Lord, have mercy upon us is the appropriate response throughout our lives as Christians. Repentance is the faith of the heart which flees from relying upon ourselves, our own will, desires, and affections, and runs to Christ for forgiveness, help, and renewal in the baptismal life. On this New Year's Eve, let us briefly examine ourselves according to the Ten Commandments, confess our sins, receive Christ's absolution, and be refreshed in love for one another by his body and blood at the sacrament of the altar. This examination is only a start, but it gives us a pattern to follow throughout the year. So I ask you, what is the first commandment? Do I love the things God gives me more than I love Him? Do I cling to what God takes away even though He gives me Himself? What is the second commandment? You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Do I curse? Do I use God's name cheaply or frivolously? Am I diligent and sincere in my prayers, calling upon God in every trouble? What is the third commandment? Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Do I love and hunger for God's word? Do I love my fellow Christians 
by being present with them in the divine liturgy to help and support them and to bear their burdens? Do I complain about others in the congregation and refuse to attend preaching and teaching? What is the fourth commandment? Have I trusted God to bless me when I submit to those in authority over me? Do I pray for the civil authorities? What is the fifth commandment? Do I hate anyone? Do I hold grudges, harbor resentment, or refuse to forgive? What is the sixth commandment? You shall not commit adultery. Do I look at others lustfully and thereby commit adultery with them in my heart? Do I give myself freely and selflessly to my spouse? What is the seventh commandment? You shall not steal. Have I been lazy at work, doing poor work in school or at my job? Do I give generously, or have I made an idol out of my possessions and income? What is the eighth commandment? You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Do I gossip? Listen to rumors? Or take pleasure in talking about the faults or mistakes of others? Do I speak the truth in love, always trying to explain everything in the best possible way? What is the ninth commandment? You shall not covet your neighbor's house. Am I discontent with what belongs to me? Do I resent or envy those who have what I do not? Do I fantasize about ways that I could obtain things that God has not given me in ways that appear right to others? What is the tenth commandment? You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Am I discontented with God's call to love and be of service to others in need? Or have I encouraged disharmony in my congregation, family, or workplace? Have I done all I can to mend or strengthen broken relationships. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, let us by daily contrition and repentance drown the old Adam in us by confessing our sins honestly before God that by Christ's absolution a new man might come forth and arise to live before God in righteousness, 
purity, and the strength of Jesus' forgiveness. Please stand. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Gary, in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brennick, in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The God of peace himself sanctify you wholly and keep your spirit, soul, and body sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Peace be with you. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Eternal God, we commit to your mercy and forgiveness the year now ending and commend to your blessing and love the times yet to come. In the new year, abide among us with your Holy Spirit that we may always trust in the saving name of our Lord Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for New Year's Eve is from Isaiah chapter 30. For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But you would not. And you said, No, for we will flee on horses. Therefore you shall flee. And... We will ride on swift horses, therefore those who pursue you shall be swift. One thousand shall flee at the threat of one, at the threat of five you shall flee, till you are left as a pole on top of a mountain and as a banner on a hill. This is the word of the Lord. The epistles from Romans chapter 8. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. The Holy Gospel according to Luke chapter 12. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning, and you yourselves be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. 
Blessed are those servants whom the Master, when He comes, will find watching. Assuredly, I say to you that He will gird Himself and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. And if He should come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In returning and quietness, the prophet said, there shall be your rest. He describes the humble life of contrition and repentance. Our Lord Jesus enjoined us to gird up our loins. There is nothing that protects us but his righteousness, which covers all our sin. Only standing in the flood of Jesus' blood are we prepared to meet him when he comes again in glory. It is common to meditate upon the law on New Year's Eve. The law crushes me. We only scratch the surface of the law's accusations in tonight's confessional address with just a few questions under each of the Ten Commandments. If we hear the law dishonestly, we can become Pharisees who congratulate ourselves that we are not like others. If we hear the law honestly, we will find no hope of salvation apart from Christ. God's law is true. God's gospel is true. Because the word of God is true. Law and gospel, it's true. But there is a distinction. We need the law to know our sin and our need for Christ. As Christians, born from heaven in the waters of baptism, we delight in the law, according to the new man of faith. But the law cannot in any way save us. We believe and confess according to what the law says. We pray for God's help to love God with all our heart and to love our neighbor in place of ourselves, as the law directs us to do. This is our earnest desire as Christians. But we do not trust the law. Rather, we trust in Jesus to save us. He has saved you from the crushing and condemning force of God's law, which means that his death is your salvation. His forgiveness saves you, not the law, but Christ's word, that we have a gracious God for Jesus' sake, that is the gospel. And this is the comfort in tonight's epistle. Christ's death for all your sins satisfies every requirement of the law for you. Christ's death satisfies every demand of God's law for punishment and retribution. Christ's absolution delivers you to full and complete forgiveness and righteousness that covers all your sin. O oh, Christian, hear and receive what Jesus has done for you. I predestined you to be rescued from all your sins and to belong to me, 
I called you to faith in the waters of holy baptism. I joined you to myself. My death is your life indeed, for I have paid your ransom. I have justified you. I declare you righteous, holy, pure. I have forgiven you all your sins. I have given to you my body and blood that I may be in you and you may be in me without fear in the joy of my salvation. I have glorified you and have seated you with me upon the Father's throne at his right hand in heaven. You cannot be touched by the judgment of the law or the condemnation of hell for I have borne it all for you because I love you. Now we understand the words of Paul. If God is for us, who can be against us? No one, not a single person, not a single threat, not a single accusation. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with Christ Jesus freely give us all things? He will, and he does. All things are ours in Christ. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? No one can. God's law itself cannot condemn us because it is God who justifies, declaring us righteous, forgiven. Who is he who condemns? No one, because it is Christ who is condemned, who died, and furthermore is also risen and is even at the right hand of God who also makes intercession for us. You are so important to Christ Jesus that he daily intercedes for you to keep and preserve you in him in the true faith, receiving his love, basking in the joy of his love and forgiveness for you. Let me tell you something. He is not about to abandon you. For whom he poured out his very lifeblood for your eternal salvation. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Let us confess the Christian faith with the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. 
he suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, make us to know our end and the measure of our days, that we may know how frail we are. Another year of our pilgrimage has passed. We are a year nearer to our death, nearer to judgment, nearer to the fullness of eternal life with Christ our Lord. Where shall we run as the sins of the past year and the transgressions of all our years rise to condemn us? Lord, to you alone we flee for refuge in these last hours of the waning year. For the sake of your own Son, whom you sent to be the Savior of all mankind, be gracious to us and pardon our iniquity. Trusting in the merits of our Savior, we come boldly to your throne of grace in full confidence that we shall obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. O oh, satisfy us early with your mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Let us in a manner befitting a child of God conclude the old year and begin the new year in which you would be pleased to dwell among us continually in your goodness and means of grace. Bless, protect, and defend Chris Clark, Keith Gearock, Rachel Reilly, Roseanne Fell, Becca LeGros, Joanne Smith, Victor Stanley, Terry O'Neill, Maria Stemke, Pam Kirk, Bill Schaefer, Drew Franklin, Felicity Delayden, Elena Kerner, celebrating their baptismal birthdays this week. Grant true love and faithfulness to Fritz and Robin Tylacker and Rich and Melinda Berger, celebrating their wedding anniversaries. We give thanks to you for the gift of Basel Fisher, infant son, to Katie and Nathan Fisher, at Children's Hospital after birth. Protect this child and bring him soon into the waters of holy baptism to receive the kingdom of God prepared for him. Bring healing according to your will and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to the sick. Reverend John Leiter, Bob Piper, Bob Rolfe, Peyton Locklear, Jamelin Martin, Kathy Miller, Heather Peters, Josiah Berenger, and Reverend Dwayne Schneider. All these things and whatever else you know that we need, grant us, Father, for the sake of him who died and rose again, and now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. 
It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. For in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have given us a new revelation of your glory, that seeing you in the person of your Son, we may know and love those things which are not seen. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of all creation. For you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In the beginning you created all things by your word. And in the fullness of time your word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. Let your word made flesh dwell richly among us, that faithfully eating his body and drinking his blood, we may receive the fullness of your grace and truth in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks... He gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, have mercy upon us. 
O Christ, thou Lamb of God, that takest away the sin of the world, grant us thy peace. Savior Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you body and soul in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you body and soul in the true faith unto life everlasting. Depart in peace.
Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, we thank and praise you for feeding us the life-giving body and blood of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Send us your Holy Spirit, that having with our mouths received the Holy Sacrament, we may by faith obtain and eternally enjoy your divine grace, the forgiveness of sins, unity with Christ, and life eternal. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.